2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Day one of training camp is a very busy day. Zach Taylor talked to the media. Joe Burrow talked to the media. The Bengals practice. We saw who was playing right tackle. Chidobe Avouzier is cleared. We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's episode.
2: You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, he's James Rapine. We are the Locked On Bengals podcast. You can also find James's work at allbengals.com and at Cincinnati Bengals Talk. Competing with himself. Very competitive guy is my <laughs> co-host, James Rapine. We're covering the Bengals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you can subscribe to this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And become an everydayer as we'll have you covered throughout training camp. Become a first listener. Make us your first listen every day. We appreciate all of you who are Loyal everydayers and first listeners. And James, we start the show with Joe Burrow, as you do when Joe Burrow talks, as you do the day after, as we record this on Wednesday night, Justin Herbert signed his extension and Adam Schefter reports that Joe Burrow's deal is going to, he didn't use the word dwarf, but essentially used a synonym for dwarf. Well north. Well north uh, of Justin Herbert's deal. We'll, We'll see what that means in short order, sooner or later. Very, very likely, as Adam Schefter said, before the season starts. But Mm -hmm. Burrow also met with the media, had his first practice, open to the media and fans of training camp. So obviously a lot to unpack there, James.
3: No doubt. And I did the money sign at the beginning for those on YouTube because Joe Burrow's about to get that money. I'm going to ask him for a dollar. That's the first words I'm going to say to him after he signs that extension. I promise you, I'm not kidding, that that's going to happen and uh, I, I'm not shocked by this. I, I never really thought that he was waiting on Herbert, but it does give the Bengals and, and Burrow's agent a blueprint for what the Bengals need to exceed to get a deal done, I think. And the, the well north part of it is interesting to me because how, how north do you have to go, right? In, in, in how north do you have to go to get Burrow to agree to a six-year extension or a seven-year extension? and and get him to go that route. Because that's what I would be trying to do if I'm the Bengals. Because if not, if it's a five-year deal, I, I kind of think we have a, a real good idea of what the numbers could look like. But the, the thing that in my biggest thought about Joe Burrow is during OTAs, he said his goal was to be the best player in the world. And and today during his news conference, he talked about the only way to get to that point Is to just get a little better every single day and not look at this mountain that he has to climb because it would be overwhelming, which makes a lot of sense mentally to to do it that way and look at it that way. And so I asked him about practice today because in this is between us and our listeners. I would never tell Joe this. And I say that tongue in cheek. He balled his ass off today, Jake. He was sharp. He was really, really good, and placing the ball exactly where you would want it to be, hit T. Higgins in stride on a deep ball, had Trenton Irwin open again, and I I actually think Trenton should have have caught it, didn't get to it on another deep ball. Just looked sharp, strong, accurate. His throws were tight. Uh, There was no wobble. There was no nothing. It looked looked like midseason Joe Burrow, and it's just one day. But I think he's really, really dialed in right now. So I, I'm not sure how many people on the planet could be that dialed in, given the fact that he's probably going to be worth like $300 million soon, at least $200 million, because you take out those agent fees and all of those things. So he's uh, he's going to get paid, but, but he brought it on, on Wednesday. I was really impressed.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, of course, when we eventually get the deal. All these quarterback deals lately have been five-year deals. We'll see if if Burrow breaks that trend or not. Herbert's deal, very interesting. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking about this, obviously, but the way the Chargers did that deal with the option bonuses, similar to Mahomes in terms of just like the option bonuses, nothing else really too similar to the Mahomes deal, but in terms of just pushing that salary cap hit out into the future, Herbert's cap hit for the current league year somehow didn't change, and and that's because of the way – the Chargers structured those bonuses, and he still gets a hundred million dollars in the first calendar year Oof. of that deal. And and the Bengals are going to probably be looking to top that hundred million dollars, or or at least a two-year cash flow number, which is one hundred twenty-four million for Herbert. The Bengals will be looking to beat numbers like those, numbers like the initial guarantees, which is like one hundred thirty-three point something million dollars for Herbert. So. Those are numbers that are, are going to be the floor, I think, at least some of them in some capacity for the Burrow deal. And we'll see exactly what structure the Bengals use there. But as far as his performance in practice, you're not the only one, obviously, that, that has seen and has said Joe Burrow was locked in. And he talked about how important these training camp practices are for him and so does Zach Taylor, and so have we talked about the fact that a regular training camp for Joe Burrow where he can participate all along the way rather than having to recover from appendicitis or having to recover from an ACL surgery could be very important for him. And and he reiterated that, calling this a critical time for him to get the work he needs to be the player he wants to be to play at the level that he wants to play at. And that's what you would expect, again, from Joe Bird. You're getting a lot of what you would expect from franchise quarterback who's about sure. to be the highest paid player in the NFL, but it's still always great to see and hear from the guy that is about to make that bag, and it's a, it's an encouraging start. The other thing that I thought was very interesting were comments about preseason. Sounds like there's a plan again. And Zach Taylor's answer about whether starters will play in the preseason sounds somewhat similar to what he said in previous years, where he's like, I have a plan. We're not going to tell you about it. It might change, which in the past has meant starters don't play. But again, for the second or third time, Joe Burrow has said that he wants to play in the preseason. And he did play that one short little series coming off the ACL, obviously didn't last year coming off appendicitis. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be another interesting bit to watch uh, as this preseason gets going.
3: I it, He clearly wants to play. And by the way, on YouTube, I'm going to flash up a picture. Look at the shape Burrow is in. Look at that. I mean, he's in great shape. I think he's in better shape now. And you'd say, oh, well, it was six weeks ago, but you know, the white part the all white party with Michael Ruby, you never know, in better shape now than he was during the OTAs. Uh, that said, yeah, I think he's going to shoot up in the preseason because I think he's going to flex a little bit, so to speak. Be like, come on, Zach, I want some reps. I, I want to hit the ground running this year. You and, know and he I does too. So badly. It, no doubt. It, no doubt. And so I still would take the under on the the over under nine snaps in the preseason. But I think
0: he'll get a series. But my over-under was three. Are you going over three now? I would take nine? over
3: over three. Yes, yeah, I would take uh, over
0: three. I, because e-
3: even if they pick up a couple first downs, I could totally see Zach saying, all right, big guy, come on over here. We'll, we'll see you in Cleveland. And, and Atlanta would be that game, by the way. I was talking with, with some of the writers today. Atlanta would be the game, that week two preseason game, that you would potentially do that. It wouldn't be at home against the Packers. He's going to get plenty of reps uh, against the Packers during the joint mm-hmm. practice. So we'll see. But, yeah, I, I think that there's a chance we do see Burrow this preseason. And whatever is going to to get them firing on all cylinders, let's uh, let's do it because the man is locked in and loaded. I mean, best shape I've seen. He's physically – you would never say he's a physically imposing guy, but he's, like, getting there. Like It's it's getting closer to him being that because
0: of the work he's put in. Best shape of his life season. We're, we're fully there, James. Training. At least I am.
3: We didn't even talk about his shape today, and it's me bringing it up because I noticed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, there's a little bit more Joe Burrow-related conversation that we can have. He was on, what was it, NFL Live, talking about the future of his wide receiver teammates, also talked about that with, the media a little bit in his presser on Wednesday. We'll finish up on Joe Burrow and talk about some other takeaways from day one of training camp coming up next.
3: Our partners over at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who has Vinny picked out first this week in eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And which running back has scored the most touchdowns combined the past two seasons? That's electric Los Angeles Chargers back Austin Eckler, who's 38 scores since 2021 and featured receiving first role make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner And remain the focal point of the short passing game. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is guaranteed to help you win a fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and let us make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible
0: items only. Exclusions apply. James, there was a little bit more Burrow stuff that we wanted to hit (laughs) before we get to the rest of training camp practice number one. And I think that the big highlight that we haven't discussed and feel free to add, if I'm, if I'm missing something here was the comments about his confidence in keeping the receivers there and recognition that they've helped him achieve what he's achieved and all of these things that kind of go hand in hand T. Higgins at his locker kind of said, well, we'll see. Essentially, he mm-hmm. said yeah. it's on God's time, multiple times. And yeah. that essentially means we'll see. But what's your overall feeling there or, or, or takeaways from those couple sound bites?
3: I think it's interesting. I asked Burrow, why is he confident in that? And kind of just said, it didn't give me a, an answer where I was like, oh, they have this plan. Like mm-hmm. Wade LeBron and, and Chris Bosh coming together, th- doing the big three. Like, I don't think it's some premeditated behind closed doors deal that's done just to be very, very clear. So I think he's confident it's going to get done because he's going to work with the Bengals to structure it in a way where they feel they can keep these guys around. I think that's what what it is. That said, I also asked if he's talked to them and he said they talk about many things. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. And for our listeners, Jake, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but players don't usually talk about money. Like Jesse Bates, last year, like that wasn't even a topic in the locker room. They're never going to question a man's money. That's that's it. He does, He has his priorities, business wise, and that's it. And they'll work it out. But on the field, you bring it. And yet, I, I do think that Joe, uh, Joe has talked with Jamar, has talked with T and so is that enough i don't know because these guys have agents and they're represented by different different agencies and agents and all of those guys or or agents excuse me have their own agenda for their clients and have to do what's right for their clients. so there's a lot that goes into it but i think there's a decent shot that they keep all 3 i don't think they're keeping all burrow higgins chase and boyd i don't mm-hmm. think that's possible but i do think that they could keep higgins chase and burrow. And I I think it's up to burrow to give the Bengals a starting point to do that, because I I don't think there's any team friendly deals here either. And it's going to be tough.
0: There's no doubt. Yeah. And and we've heard ownership talk about the difficulty that, that this will impose in terms of trying to figure out how to make that work on top of guys like Logan Wilson, who again reiterated his desire to stay in Cincinnati and potential third contracts. If they're considering them at all for guys like Shadobe Awuzie and DJ reader, Speaking of Cheeto, let's transition. We're not going to go right to Cheeto to today's practice. Today being Wednesday, the first practice of training camp. A number of standouts. You mentioned the deep ball to T. Higgins. That was the biggest highlight I think I saw on social media, but also saw, and I tweeted this tongue-in-cheek, two clips of Jonah Williams in pass protection at right tackle. He was, of course, starting with the number one offensive line at right tackle, got a couple reps, in clips that I saw against Sam Hubbard in pass protection. Mm-hmm. One of them was a nice little uh, play-action play. That's a nice continuation of the play-action theme that we talked about in the offseason program. Had Drew Sample on the field, little tight end insert play-action going on, which was very exciting for me. I love that insert play when they run it, which is the tight end wrapping around and, and essentially pulling inside to get into the A-gap, and that was a play-action play. That was a deep ball to T Higgins. And on both of those plays, no pads. First day of camp, which means this is exactly how the offensive line and defensive line are going to have to look for, or going to look for the rest of the season. Nothing's going to change when pads come on. Obviously, padless trench play is the best way to evaluate trench play. And if you're not getting my sarcasm, then I have no hope for you. But Jonah looked really good in those two reps, and and was a guy out there with the first team. And obviously, we'll we'll be watching this closely when pads come on and all this stuff as he works his way back from injury was was out there doing work
3: yeah he was and i didn't notice him much like you're mentioning clips but i didn't notice him when i was watching the 11s and the bengals did a lot of 11 on 11 today i was surprised by how mm-hmm. much they did so uh a, a more of a, an intense start than i think most anticipated including myself didn't notice jonah and that is certainly the goal. Zach Taylor talking about the competition. We'll see if Jackson Carmen is in that with the first team. In in there's a chance that they split days, not reps, for for a a variety of reasons. But I think it's just getting in in sync and doing it that way, and knowing that you can kind of limit Jonah, take your time with him a bit. He obviously got some good work in today, but I was impressed by him. And, and overall, the offensive line. It looked good. Like, I've seen camp practices where even without pads, mm-hmm. they get their tail kicked in. All right? I'm, I'm probably an expert at it because since 2016, it's happened a lot. And whether it was Geno Atkins or insert whoever you want to, it, it became, uh, you know, I, I was a, ah oh, man, are we doing this again in camp and it's July? And you're like, yeah, that's, that's happening. That would have been a sack. Instead, it's Andy Dalton throwing to Auden Tate or whatever it is, right? So, uh, that said, boy, how times have changed. And that's nothing against Andy or Auden. That said, the offensive line looked pretty good today. You know who else had a good move on Cordell Volson? And overall, like I said, the line performed well. Zachary Carter. Mm-hmm. Did you see this?
0: No, you- I I, uh, I was proactive and listened to your – Your six-minute recap, and I heard you talk about this.
3: uh, On the inside, gave him a little – got right by him, got in Burroughs. That would have been a sack. I've seen that so much. See, I'm an expert. This guy got in there. I was like, oh. And I went back and watched the replay. I have the video on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, Zach. Uh, All right. And now people are going to get worried about Cordell. There's no need to worry. But but hopefully that means that uh, Zachary Carter is bringing it this year because obviously he's a key piece.
0: Yeah, that would be a big step up. And and they do need somebody there, as we've discussed, to step up to be an interior pass rusher. And again, the limited clips that I saw, I did not see any NASCAR package stuff. I did not see Sam Hubbard kicking inside. I did not see uh, Miles Murphy kicking inside, anything like that. Maybe you did. Maybe that just hasn't happened on day one. But there's plenty more to get to here, James. There is, I think that there corners. are a lot of standouts that we haven't talked about to yep. got to talk about the safeties, of course, the the safety. new safety and how they're aligning uh, your right corners. So we'll continue with the rest of our training camp practice one takeaways to finish up the show coming up next.
2: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Jake, I know we're going to get to the safeties, but first, Chidobe Awuzie mm-hmm. was obviously cleared. We haven't talked much about him being cleared on this pod. We started the show with him yesterday, and of course he got cleared right as the show went up on YouTube and you were able to add a disclaimer to the audio. So sorry for those that that thought uh, that it was dated. It, it We weren't recording in, in weird time or whatever you want to say. It was just uh, we had recorded earlier in the day. That said, Cheeto, putting in work and and moving around well on the rehab field, didn't do team stuff, but um, is feeling really, really good. And his goal, I think his mindset is smart here. He's like, everybody has a good first day. He's like, I need to make sure that days two, three, and four are are really good too. So they're easing him back in, according to Zach Taylor. But uh, he's hopeful for week one and didn't want to guarantee it or say anything like that. But I still think that that's his goal is to be on the field on September 10th when they play the Browns.
0: I mean, great sign and great odds that he will be ready if they're activating him off the pup list now. If, if they weren't sure, and maybe they're sure that he'd be ready by like week two and they're just not sure about week one, or they're sure that confident, maybe not sure that they would have him in the first couple of weeks and don't want to have him on the shelf for that four-week window but if he's ready to do some practice stuff, do some individual stuff, go through, walk through all this stuff, that's a really good sign that mm-hmm. Cheetah will be ready to go. And, and staying on the topic of cornerbacks, James, as you're right, we, we did record too early yesterday. As it turned out, the Justin Herbert deal and the Shadovia was the activation happening yeah. after we recorded, of course. Um, sounded like Cam Taylor Britt had a really nice day. I know that. It was Sidney Jones working with the ones in the place of Chidobe Abouzier. And it also sounded like DJ Turner was pretty good with the twos. And it was Sidney Jones that got beat on that T Higgins deep ball. But what else stood out for the corners? Because from what I've heard, Cam Taylor-Britt had a a pretty impressive start to his second year and is showing some serious signs of growth.
3: Yeah, certainly. And you're right. They kind of attack Sidney Jones a bit, which not shocked at all um, that, that you would try him especially when he's guarding T. Higgins, right? But that said, DJ Turner, Juan Drago is bringing it, man. That dude had a couple PBUs, one on Kwame Laster, another on Andre Yosevash. and that one was from Joe Burrow. It was a well-placed ball, but it, Turner was all over Yosavash and uh, did get beat by Stanley Morgan Jr. across the middle one time. But overall, I thought he performed really well. And, and one thing I want to throw out there, the idea, and, and I I get it, they're set at nickel corner. It seems like you have Jalen Davis as the second guy. They signed him to a multi-year deal. Could DJ Turner push to be that, that backup nickel? I, I wouldn't rule it out. It would not shock me. And, and from what I saw today, he certainly has the ball skills, some of the instincts uh, to do so. So um, it's early. It's one practice, but, but he certainly looked good out there.
0: He might be able to back up every corner spot. If they need him to be the first corner off the bench, he he has the athleticism certainly to do that. It would be a matter of comfort on um, playing inside out and not wanting to overload a rookie. But the other guy was Cam Taylor Britt James that I was mentioning. I, I mm-hmm. have heard, read that he had a nice day. What can you tell me about Cam Taylor Britt's mm-hmm. first practice of his second year?
3: Yeah. He had a nice play against T Higgins one-on-one right mm-hmm. near us. And uh, the ball was Borderline. Like, I don't know if T would have been able to climb the ladder. Burrow was giving T a chance. And so we'll see if, if, it, or I guess we won't see, but I would have loved to have seen if he could have done that. But Cam Taylor Britt was all over him. I don't think it would have been a penalty, but I, I didn't. I wasn't rolling on it and I wanted to check and look like look again in the moment, though. It did look like really good defense. So that was kind of the highlight for me from Cam Taylor Britt is, is going up against T Higgins and holding his own.
0: The other big topic on the defense that we can talk about today before pads come on is safety alignment, I think. that That's another sure. interesting one. One thing that we've talked about quite a lot is Jordan Battle's deployment, but also after the Bengals signed Nick Scott, there was a thought that Dax Hill might replace Jesse Bates and Nick Scott might replace Von Bell in terms of on-the-field responsibilities I've always thought that it would be the opposite. You can go back and listen to our previous episodes where I thought that Nick Scott would be the deep guy. Victory lap. It's only been one day of practice. Victory lap. You hear that?
3: You hear that, ladies and gentlemen, Jake, taking a victory lap on day one of camp. Well, I
0: I do want to take a victory lap on the uh, Shadobe Awuzie being ready at the start of camp because I thought I was wrong about that because we talked about that. For, for Sunday night's episode, Monday's episode. Then they put him on the pup list right after we released that episode. Then we did an episode on when Cheeto will be back. And then they activated him the very next day. And so we ended up being more right about Cheeto being ready earlier than he might have been. And he's not doing 11s yet. But also, Nick's got.
3: Go ahead. Yeah, go but ahead play, on the deployment. Go ahead.
0: Nick's got playing deep more yep. than Daxil. Daxil, Dax in. Well, you you can tell me about Dax's role. You were there, you saw it in person, obviously a little bit more close up than I did.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's the guy that's going to move, and, and they're going to ask him to guard tight ends and move around and and be that cover guy. And Nick Scott's going to be on the back end. Nick Scott was the the safety that was near T Higgins on the deep ball mm-hmm. to to give you an idea there. So I think and,
0: that's... And people have said, including you, that that was going to be a T Higgins touchdown. It looked very close to Nick Scott. Having a chance to get him at least out of bounds, he he was very close, closing the distance there.
3: Yeah, I, I and I think he might have had a shot at it. I also think T might have put on those oh, those yeah. afterburners, those twenty four million dollar per year afterburners that he's got, you know, or whatever it's going to be. So, but but you are right, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how Dax adjusts to that role. And I think he he likes it. He likes to be this piece that can be versatile and move around. And then Nick Scott, I know he was a starter for the Rams last season. The Rams stunk last season. And so he started in the playoffs for them and obviously played a role in that safety room and and, and helped them win a Super Bowl. But this is the first year where he comes in bona fide starter and the team, and I guess expectations were that the Rams would be good last year, but it quickly snowballed. The Bengals should be really good this year. And so Scott's going to gonna have to play a, a big role in that back end, and, and we'll see if he does.
0: Sounds like everything is firing on all cylinders here early in camp. Joe Burrows talked about feeling ahead of where they were last year, more 11-on-11s as multiple, including yourself. You mentioned earlier reporters yeah. noted in the first training camp practice, coaches have talked about feeling like they're feeling ahead of the game. and Continuity really does that for you and is a yeah. big help.
3: The, the thing I don't, I don't want to forget to mention, Drew Chrisman was not at practice. Yes. And, and probably should have mentioned that earlier in the show. We don't know. Zach Taylor talked about it after practice. He was dealing with some kind of medical issue, was at the hospital up until at least 2 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. We don't know what it is. Zach didn't give us any time frame, said he hopes to have an update in the next day or two. He was going to be – he was extremely vague on purpose because I, I think it's it still mm-hmm. – very much a question mark. So, knowing that Drew is a family man, I, I wish him, his wife, his daughter—I believe his child—I know that I know they have a, a kid—the um, best, and and hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully this is a really minor thing, and so, yeah, hopefully this is just a footnote that we forget in a couple of days because we're watching him punt at Bengals camp.
0: Yeah, I'll echo that uh, as well. Hopefully nothing serious. There, wishing all the best for him and and his. Medical situation. Hopefully, it's nothing serious, and we get that punter competition because we haven't talked at all about special teams today. Any, any other? Brad re- Robbins
3: scored a touchdown to end the practice.
0: What? Oh yeah. Can you? No. Nope. Expand. No. Nope. That's it. If I would
3: have told you that a sixth round pick for the Bengals would have scored a touchdown, you would have bet the house on Andre yosevash you would have bet the house. I, I would be an owner of a, a Canadian property right now. A, multiple homes in multiple countries. Man, I should have bet the house on Brad uh, Robbins.
0: I feel like, well, no one would have ever bet on Brad Robbins, but uh, being the sixth round rookie to score a touchdown in training camp practice number one. But it didn't sound like Yosebosh had a tremendous day of practice, so I don't know if I would have. Would have would have jumped at that. He, he had
3: a couple drops. He also had a really nice catch and run. Showed off go. the athleticism. Mixed I bag. think it's
0: I think six round rookie. Yeah. First I mean, it's a
3: first practice. Jamar yeah. also
0: had a drop. I wonder if he can catch. T also said that he had a drop despite having a couple of other really nice plays. He had but a at a training yeah. camp. It and and by the way,
3: now it's so funny. Now anytime Jamar has a drop, everyone's like, Who's gonna write it? Who's gonna write the story? <laughs> who's going to talk about it and mention oh, it Oh
0: man who's going to well, we, tweet it we've mentioned it now we buried it we we put it at the end of the show but we've mentioned it now
3: yeah it's just obviously jamar's one of the best receivers in the league he'll be fine yeah.
0: right yeah. Like go go find the old florio story young. about him the needing XFL. to go join the xfl oh my god any other final notes here any other standouts any other ross worth more money there? than that entire
3: league Anyway, any,
0: any other roster battles where you think somebody made an impression? Wide receiver depth and anything like that stand out. Just before we go, no,
3: okay. no, not, nothing, nothing really, not not today. Um, but it's early. It is. Early. We'll get there for sure.
0: Zach Taylor has said this: the first handful of practices of training camp are very, very structured, very, very rigid rules from the NFL as far as what you're allowed to do, when you're allowed to do it. So, not necessarily a ton. in in some areas to talk about yet, but things will continue to ramp up. Pads will be on, we believe next week is my understanding early next week after back together Saturday or Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, right. Should be sometime next week though, that we see pads come on and excited to see that part of training camp, but we'll continue to have you covered. There's another training camp practice tomorrow that we'll have your takeaways ready for, for tomorrow's episode. And, of course, whenever Joe Burrow fires that extension away and gets that done, well, we'll be sure to have you covered there for what the details are, what's next, all those good things whenever that news breaks. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast training camp going 2023 football happening. It's a great time of year, James. And until next time, thanks for listening. day, and have a good one.